Hey Beverly Hills 90210 fans, are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host, Charles Rose. Did I say that? Yeah. Mary oh, Mullen. Thing about the, the, the real person. And we go, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here we are on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Um, we've got our guests, or a guest, waiting in the wing. Um, we're still trying to find the other. We're working on that. Um, I wanted to just start off the show. Hey, Larry, I, we haven't Hi. seen you in weeks. How's everything going on the East Coast? You're getting ready to come back? Yes, I am. We're, we're winging back to the West Coast, the best coast, uh, Saturday. Getting really late Saturday, not with any luck. And it'll be fun to see everybody catch up again, you know, in Poison. I cannot wait mm-hmm. for that. That's yeah. been a good set. Been here since April. Yep, that's right. And you know what it means when you come back, right? We're What's that? Right in the story slam. Oh. <laughs> We've only got one done, but we got the other two. And I'm going to put everything in my life on hold until we get that story slam done. I like it. You have quite a lot going on in your life with with what's going on in in Venice and all that stuff. We talk about that all the yes, time. Yes, I'm wondering if I should <laughs> fight back Venice. Now. You know, I guess you can't. It, never mind. I was going to say make a Che Guevara reference, but I realize I probably shouldn't because uh, you know what's going yeah. on in Cuba. You know, you got to be wary. But yes, I'm in the. Um, I'm in the public realm. Pete, thank you for all your help. Of course. And, yeah. uh, I, it, I'm, I'm basically doing public access for the... Uh, that is essentially what it is. That yeah. is what I'm doing, is public yeah. access for the uh, CD11, District 11, to get rid of our councilmen, spending a lot of time on it, and actually having fun, because all you people who watch this know that, you know, kind of there is politics. And this one is, I like a lot, because it's it's bipartisan and postpartisan. So let's be those kind okay. of people. Yes. Now, a few things we want to address at the top of the show. In terms of the Peach Pit After Dark pop-up, we're still looking for a place. We're working on that. We'll let you know. It may be pushing now into September. We'll we'll see when from all what's going to happen. It might might be just moving a little bit ahead into another month now. Well, our plans also, I think, and this is, you know, this is up to the minute show, but our our plans got a little kaboxed by the people who aren't vaccinated. That is the a idea big of inviting if it, the peach pick after dark was not an outside picnic, it was an indoor place, right? Yeah. So we can convert it, but we don't really have that luxury right now. And I would not want to put anybody, my, at, anybody yeah. at risk, uh, yeah. including uh, my friend Larry or, or, my, or my wife, Karen. So I'm not worried about being at risk, Chuck. I'm not either, but don't worry about me, but I'm also not, uh, but uh, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, so that's, so that's still we're still trying to figure all that out now. I appreciate thing, the thought. And another thing is, um, the we're we're doing the zip code show, which America's is America's zip, zip code, America, America. America's zip code. Uh, yes, America. I think we need a theme song for that. Maybe if Brian Armand can do the uh, theme song for America's zip code, we need a little theme song for that show. States, come represent us. Uh, re- represent your state. How many states we got? Fifteen. Fifty states. You know, we want. How many have signed up? Oh, we've got fifteen states. We've got yeah. 15 states. I've already committed. Yeah. I mean, there's some more to get on your bingo on my bingo card. I've got North Dakota, so I'm hoping to get North Dakota. I'm hoping to get uh, Utah. Well, where are the Nanatuno fans in these states? Or if you have any friends who live in these states that you you talk about Nanatuno, we want to have voices on, from Salt every Lake state. City. Now, come on, so, so come on, what is the name, Larry? That's but really excited. From Arkansas, I'm excited about. Oh no, what's her name? The girl that's oh Diana Lowe. Oh Oh, my God, she's 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 Arkansas. It's gonna be great. We've got uh, uh, Malik Cooper from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. We've got you know some people in Washington, and you know we've got you know it's just gonna be really fun to see all the the different voices and how the show affected them. Of course, we'll have lots of uh, special guests. Maybe like one special guest for every state. That would be cool. At least we, we have so many more things to announce. More stories. Than to show. It's going to be the anniversary show. The sky, as they used to say at MGM. Next thing to announce, okay, is everybody's been asking. They want Shannon Dory to come on the show. 
I would I would like that to happen. Larry, would you like that to happen? Very much. I so admire her work. Yeah. Charles, would you like Shannon Dory to come on the show? Me too. Absolutely. So if you want that to happen, this is the strategy that I'm planning now. We once did this for somebody and we made videos. And so why don't you send me a video to, to DM it to me or to the, to the show account, Peter at Beverly Hills 90210 show.com. And I'm going to take all the videos of all of us requesting, go deep, go long, get emotional, talk about what Shannon did for you. Go yell at Chuck, do whatever you want to do, say whatever you want to say. And we are going to send that to Shannon so that uh, her rep will see it. And then we will try to make that happen. So that is my best effort on the Shannon Doherty. Yeah, it's very important to have her voice in this. And it's archival what we're doing too. I mean, just to have it part of the record. Now, uh, another thing to announce, in uh, on, on my birthday is August 16th. The next day is August 17th, and we got somebody to come on and be a part of that show. People have been wondering who that is going to be, and it is going to be Jenny Garth. Oh, oh. So Jenny Garth will be coming back onto the show with us to do uh, a Kelly Taylor episode. So we're really looking forward to that as well. I think we've announced all things at this point. So we are ready for our guest to come in. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hey, so good to be here. It is awesome to have you here, Jill Fleming. Thank you. Can you believe it has been 30 years? 30 years. So insane. It is How is so it possible? I know, I know. You obviously were 12 years old then. That's exactly, I was thinking 14. That's right. I know, I was 18, so that was uh, Yeah, exactly, 21 over here. Yeah, let's not do the math. It's, it's right. <laughs> well, we're talking about the first two episodes of- um, Season of four. Season four, really important stuff that's happening. And I want to start with Charles and Larry. Well, first of all, we've talked about this before when we did uh, the California University show. But Larry, this was the start of your your world, right? Of coming into 902. Yeah, these are, uh, yeah, I, I was, yeah, there was my credit. I went, oh, wow, that's my first show. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it was the opening. Um, you know, it was really smart the way it was the first two episodes because it was gave a little bit of lead up to college and had the whole, you know, beginning thing with Brenda going off. Cause one of the things I remember talking about Chuck in the beginning was we have to make it so like they all not going to California university automatically. It's got to seem like, you know, more natural. So Brenda's going to go off here. Dylan's not going to go right away. And yet uh, Andrew is going to be going to Yale, but now she's, but then they're all going to end up at California university because that's where our sets are. <laughs> right. uh, anyway. So, but it was a, uh, you know, just an exciting and also the end of summer. You know, you know, Chuck always talks about how important the summer episodes were. So it gave another shot at it because these episodes, if the if the episodes aired in September, they obviously they were filmed in August, which was beach weather. So, and and the idea of beach of house sitting in Malibu was such a Beverly Hills thing. I was seeing that as going, oh, I love this, just love this. <laughs> so obvious, you kids are like just taking over. You know, Charles, you you were dealing with a lot of other things that were happening at the top of season four. We're not going to dive into all of it. But one of the things is you had this fight for college for a long time. You wanted them to go to college. And there was probably a lot riding on whether or not college was going to work out. You and you were leading the charge of this. So um, what was your take when you got to finally write? Like, oh, my God, we're going to write for college. This is actually happening. Well, but today we're only going to really be talking about those two transitions. Yes, and Larry, and, and Larry um, put it right there. It, it was it was where to give us some air, to give right. us some breathing space, to yeah. get us to That's where I'm going. Yeah. The, 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 into the summer, onto the sand. Um, Take for me, the fans it was by the hand. really wonderful. I have such great memories about this particular episode. Be, uh, and I don't know if it was uh, it was the day that you actually had already started filming. I forget the order and how things were done in that first episode. But I actually took a house in Malibu for the entire summer. And I was right down the road from where we actually filmed it. It was right next to the Malibu Colony. It was the house, in fact, two doors away from the entrance, owned by some kind of... Uh, uh, you know, smart guy who 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 liked to uh, I, I don't know just, just get under the skin of the people who lived in the colony because he constantly rented his house out for filming, <laughs> and they did not have um, 
the kind of guide that they could they could cut it at that point. I don't know if it was not a the, the city yet. I forget exactly how this house was, but it was the production house, mm-hmm. and uh, so people were were furious in the neighborhood that we were there for two days. And of course, we couldn't be unless the guy licensed to us. But I remember that first day going out, and I was just on the other side. I was on Carbon Beach, and this is just up past Webway and the thing. And we had we had were staying in an old uh, uh, Spanish style house that was um, the one that they used in the movie Spanglish. If you remember right. that with Adam, Sandler, you know that? Out yeah. at the beach, and well, that was uh, that was the house we had, and it was the original land grant house. Uh, it was the first house built on the beach by the family mm-hmm. that had. Uh, you know, owned owned the land in, right. in, in a different era. So, um, and it was really great to just be able to decompress a little bit because, you know, we were taking the summer off. We couldn't go traveling with our kids. There was no way to have a life like that. So we just moved our shop um, from from the Fairfax district out to Mal- Malibu. And, mm. um, and, and Larry, you remember, you came out. And I we, loved it. Yeah, we, we got to work out there. Was, out you know, there I lived in Santa Monica, so it was a really easy commute to, right. at the but beach. We uh, some waves and, and you very know, right evocative. The house and, um, yeah. The interesting thing about these two episodes is there's no beach club, right? That's gone. So right. we're we're doing something a little bit different. Do you remember where the idea of the where the girl from New York came from? And then I can't wait. I'm going to ask you about how you got into all of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the the idea of the there there were just a few of those extra that came over from scenes than character. There'd be a girl that you'd be having this wild party, and in walks someone who expected that they would be there for the two weeks, and they were from the and and so let's make her from New York. Let's make it a a, a you know a show business connection with the parents, which we often did with with Steve Sanders' character, and that the fact is is that. Uh, your character was a little older than Steve. There was some, you know, like, you know, almost, you know, adolescent uh, attraction or preteen, I should say, early teen attraction between the two. And you come here and then it it, be, it allows us to be about the two guys and that rivalry, which really turned dark in the in the second episode. Boy, that's those, so too. There's oh, a okay. lot of macho competition out there. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. of a the, well, the, I don't want to, you know, like John McEnroe was, and Jimmy Connors for yeah. Well, that was yeah, Jeff Melba, the director. I, mean, I really sympathized with you and uh, and Celeste out there, uh, you know, with, with two guys just getting into this, uh, you know, you know, the, the game of well, who's who's got a bigger set or whatever you're going to call it. It was just a little nasty. But getting back to the first one, um, and and you showing up and just and just the you just made it interesting the, the entire time and again like everyone in our show you come in you're everybody the audience is going to assume you're somebody and something and of course your character we're going to twist you a different way and you're going to be a deeper person and it's going to be more a little more soulful and, and you did a terrific job in making all those um twists and turns thank you so let's start there um how many how many credits did you have prior to 90210 you were telling us before we came on? Well, yes, you know, I had just recently gotten off tour with Prince. So, I'd been a professional dancer for years, uh, that's really all I was doing, and I got off tour and I made that transition into acting and was doing, a, you know, taking a ton of classes. And I remember going in for 90210. And at that time, I was really about just trying to do good auditions because I'd never gotten a job. I, I, you know, I hadn't done any acting. That's right. So from I, New York? Were you from New so York? I, no, I wasn't from New York. I'm in LA. Yeah. <laughs> so in you, LA. you were cat- I remember going in on the audition and I was like, I, I had a really good audition. And I left and I thought, oh, I might actually get this job. Like this, this might happen. So it did. And that was my very first acting job. Uh, yeah. you, you challenge your inner Fran Drescher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious though. You're not from New York, so no. how, how did you? Where did where did you go to to create this? Joke? Well, I mean, I'm that. That's kind of naturally who I am. I mean, I'm a little edgy. I have that kind of vibe, that kind of personality. You know, being the dark hair. Um, I, I was actually born in Queens, so I have that. Yeah, I have the East Coast. 
vibe. You know what? You know what I've told people for years? I only look and sound like I'm from New Jersey. I am actually a local LA <laughs> guy, but all right, Pete and I get along so well. I'm from originally from New Jersey. got the Jersey thing. Larry too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love it. So yeah, it just it felt natural to, to kind of have a little edge and and to play Jill. Now, I mean, coming into the show, you must, I mean, you obviously probably knew what it was. It was a huge show at the time. Yeah. So was that an intimidating experience for you coming to the set? And, and well, yes. You know, it's my first job. It's a huge show. It's these, you know, big celebrity actors. So, yeah, I was definitely nervous. Um, but the cast was great. I got along with Jason like that. You know, we just had a really cool connection. He was so giving as an actor and like, he just was really great. Um, so yeah, it's, it just started to flow and I had a great time. And you come in, let's see here. I have the video. Let's see how, how you enter. Oh. <laughs> Well, there you are. <laughs> you see, can you see the dancer influence? I come in and like a leap. I like it. Brian Jette. Exactly. I love that. Do you remember shooting all that? And 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 do you remember like how it started for you? What are the scenes that you jump into? And and what what is that experience kind of like? You're all you're on set. You're with Jason Priestley. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the first day that that scene. Gosh, I don't. It, this was a long time ago, right? So, yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly all the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't remember. I mean, I, I kind of remember doing it, but I don't remember all the ins and outs of the whole thing. But it was awesome to watch the two episodes again. I just watched them last night. And I was like, these are good episodes. Yeah. They really, they really hold up. This show's good. It and blows our mind, believe me. You get to do a lot with. Um, Jennifer Grant, and she sends her best to you. Um, told me, I had interviewed her about this episode a while ago, and I didn't have a chance to pull the clip, but she had said that the two of you kind of went into this a little bit together because, you know, you, you were both sort of, I don't want to use the word outsiders, but outsiders. Oh, we were, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, do you have memories of doing stuff with Jennifer, you know, waiting around or whatever while the show's... Oh, gosh, you know, to be honest, not a whole lot. I mean, I also felt just a, a kindredness with her. She was so warm, so easy. Um, we didn't have a lot together in the show. We only had, you know, uh, the tennis scenes and those couple of scenes at the beach house. The tennis was really fun. I, I really enjoyed doing that, that aspect of the show. Yeah, tell me about the tennis. You had not played tennis so no, I'd never play tennis. They actually had a tennis double for me. Um, but because of my dance background, you know, I was athletic and I was able to kind of fake it and pick it up. So they didn't use my, my double. They wound up just using me. And then ironically, you know, now I'm like an avid tennis player. It's my Ooh. game. So really? Really? 90210 set the stage for me. Yeah. That's true. Do you play, do you, do you still play singles or your doubles? Or I play play more doubles now, but a little nice. bit of singles, a little bit oh, of singles. Nice. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. You know, what, part of, uh, what part of the county are you in? I'm in uh, Laguna Niguel in Orange County. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. it's so nice. I love Orange County. I yeah. was wondering if, if when you were, we were, we were casting uh, at the casting process, did anyone ask you if you've ever played tennis? No. <laughs> yeah. We didn't mistake on every sport like that. <laughs> no, I mean, what is, I'm just thinking of that. Did, how could we not ask? How could Diane yeah, no. not bring in someone? I know. I mean, like, oh, just it, it wasn't that. on your resume as a special, yeah, how, a special how much, skill. How much loosey goosey we got in the first season? We had Matthew Perry, who was practically a Canadian champion playing tennis. You know, I mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a requirement, but of course we didn't ask. So, you, you yeah. know, and we can always get the double. And I would have just said yes anyway. Exactly. That's what actors do. Do you ride a horse? We do everything. We do everything. We had, I, I got to cut you guys off real quick. I'm sorry, but we have, um, oh, 
Wendy is trying to get on here. Okay. Oh, hi, Wendy Jim. played Darla, Brenda's old roommate. friend in Minnesota and roommate. Yeah. Hi, oh, can you hear me? We can hear you, Wendy. How are you? I'm well. How is everybody? We're good. doing really good. It's good that I know you're driving, so we'll we'll keep this as brief as possible. Um, you know what I wanted to ask you is, you know, when we talk about 90210 at this time, and I was kind of talking about this before we came on, you know, there were, you know, you were kind of working with Shannon a bunch and you were in the, the Brenda area because they had moved Brenda to Minnesota, though I think that was in Altadena or Pasadena somewhere. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right near their house, sure. So what was that experience like for you, Wendy? Well, here's the thing. It was a hugely successful show. I had auditioned for it so many times and I was thrilled to get this job. And so it was really exciting. It was the, it was the first um, episode of the season. So they also, the, the, the cast had begun to, I think there had been some trouble on the set. So when we, so it was the first episode back. So everybody was so nice and like, so there was like nothing scandalous that happened while I was there. Everybody was on like literally their best behavior, I feel like. Um, but it was really, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a big job to get at the time. It was so, it was so gigantic because yeah, I mean, were you a fan? I know some of your friends from back in the day. I mean, were you a fan? I know they're 90210 fans. Were you a fan of the show? I mean, not the biggest fan of the show. Um, I always liked, I wasn't, wasn't a huge fan of just serialized television. Like, I mean, that's just me. And I'm almost still kind of like that, but, um, except for my husband's show that he just finished, which is serialized, which is amazing. Um, what show I, is that? he just did a series called cruel summer. On, oh, it's amazing. It's an yeah. incredible show. It's yeah. good. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. actually my favorite show of the summer. My, yeah. Michael say hi. Hi, thank you. I heard that. That's very nice of you. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I heard that. Awesome. We got to do a whole episode with you, Michael. So there you go. That's next. Yeah, because that is an incredible show. Charles, you would love I, I just have to say, I've been obsessed for years, no longer because I'm retired, but for years about trying to get a summer show somewhere, how people behave in summer. So I, it's, I, I love it's, that. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to do that to you, Wendy, because you're incredible in this as well. Um, so what was that, I guess, oh, so were you a fan of it? You weren't a fan of, of it, but you were aware of it, I'm sure. No, no, no. I was definitely aware, and I definitely was a fan. I wasn't, like, the biggest fan. But I was thrilled to get this job. I remember at the time I was really excited. And I knew Tori a little bit, so it was it was a nice environment. I have to say, like, I had a really it, – it was good. Well, here's the thing, and I'm going to just say it this way, and I'm you know, because I, I don't know. Shannon was on watch because, you know, she had come off of a season of being a little turbulent. I mean, that's a nice way of saying it. Yeah. And you, here comes Wendy Benson, the person that has to do a majority of the scenes with her. Were you aware of some of that stuff? Yes. She, and how did you approach it? Well, I mean, I think I, again, like because it was the first episode back, she was very, very well behaved. She was nice. She was professional. Um, I don't remember how I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I went in there. I mean, I'm sure I was a little, you know. Well, we were just talking to Ro, uh, Robia here and, you know, she's also on the episode. She plays Jill Fleming in, some, in another part of the, the show. And, you know, she was talking about being intimidated walking onto the set of 90210 because it's such a huge show. And you just happen to have this extra layer of something that's happening as well. So was it an intimidating experience, I guess? I, yeah, I'm sure because I'm sure it was at the time. And but I but I remember. So it, I think going in, I was probably hesitant and nervous about it. Mm -hmm. But in in the actual, you know, doing of the job, it was it was actually they were actually nice. Like, did you did you feel that way also? 
I well, I did. You know, it was interesting because I had heard a bunch of the issues with the girls and the things that were going on with the girls. But it just so happened I was mostly with the guys. You know, I was with okay. um, you know I was with Steve and 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 Luke yeah. and Jason, and they were a dream. You know, they were all fun and flirty and just like you know, it was just it was a blast. So yeah, and Jeff, yeah. But and, you were, and your scenes were shot out in Malibu, and Wendy's scenes were in a a warehouse in Van Nuys. Yeah. Sorry, Wendy. Sorry. I know you really. Wendy, I thought you really added a lot to it, though. The way you played it right down the, you know, because you, you know, you were, you had it was a difficult role. You kind of have to be her friend, but at the same time, show that it's all changing and stuff. And I thought you really brought a lot of humanity to it. And watching it now, years later, I was pretty impressed. I absolutely do. I I absolutely agree. It it it. it, uh, My daughter, who was a Californian, went to the Midwest for college and and retreated back after a year. As did her father. So I, you know, <laughs> the, the, it was. Um, I, I really, in the scene that really got to me, that you play with 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 the, with the terrific ensemble uh, of actresses that were there, Rachel True and and um, and and excuse me, I'm just uh, going senior here. So, but the, the, all you guys together, and um, and Bre- and and Brenda goes through that cock. If you like me because I'm from Beverly Hills. I don't want to really know you. If you don't like me, I don't want to know you. You know, the, or I don't yeah. want you in this. Um, I had that's a live conversation. It felt real. I mean, it felt like a, a you know good dilemma. Yeah, that one. Uh, that was a conversation when I got called out in my uh, at, at University of Wisconsin for being a Beverly Hills boy. <laughs> what you know? In my second you know year, so it was kind of crazy. But but I also felt I also want to uh, sorry about all these interruptions here. Um, that uh, that I also wanted to you you said in our co- course of this conversation that you've had some um, uh, you know that that the whole idea that um, you know was it was this cast and doing this and you didn't get cast in the other times you came in to read but you, we were waiting to get to college with you because you play this this elegance and this maturity that you bring to the role um, was really to able that and it was very. It was very archetypal so American. Nice. It really felt that way, and you know, yeah. not definitely yeah. not the California girl. But it, it served the show perfectly. Absolutely, and very thank appreciative, you. and really holds up. Uh, and, and thank you. Thank you. Um, it's almost a little bit like uh, the alternate universe in Seinfeld, right? When when uh, Elaine is with a group of people that are like the people she hangs out with, because you know, I mean, it's a, it's a whole. There's a Dylan, right? You wrote a different uh, the, the the guy's name that 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 Dar is dating is Dylan. That was a great little thing, uh, Chuck. Do do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I, I, but I did not remember that I wrote the episode. That was I, mean, I had a layer on this laugh. one. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wendy, I mean, when did you did you find yourself? I'm I'm curious for both of you. After you shot this episode or these two episodes, did you guys get recognized as as for for being on 90210? I'm I'm, I'm especially curious for you, Wendy, if that happened. Yes, and even to this day, people mm-hmm. will be like, "Oh my God, you were on 90210." Like, I mean, like it, it's funny, like, every once in a while, like, I will have people just out of the blue will just say it. Like, I mean, and I'll be like, how in the world? I just turned 50. How do you recognize me? Um, but yes, it's funny. Like, they, yes, it's amazing. And and I feel like because they re, it, my daughter's 17, and I feel like two years ago, so when she was about 15, her friends started watching the original and they would be like, oh my God, your mom is on that or two and oh. So yes, it kind of then hit a uh, second generation. It's amazing. It's well, really well, If you're brave enough, tell your kids about our podcast. Mm-hmm. I will. <laughs> they, they can mind, uh, mind uh, what, what, what mom did and, and, and what uh, was going on in the 90s. Exactly. Did Robia get uh, Robia? Did you get uh, recognized after? Yeah, I did a little bit, and then also, you know, longer than I would have thought. There are times that are are too long ago where every so often someone will say like they'll just call me Jill, oh, and yeah, so yeah, that that is pretty crazy. Yeah. I and mean, there are some diehard nine hundred two one zero fans. I mean, even I, when I guess, you know you guys posted this and I just popped it on my Instagram, 
And I mean, I got a lot of feedback like, oh my gosh, I love those episodes. I love that character. Hey, if they're from, if if any of them are from like South Dakota, uh, Utah, Wyoming, any state that we need need America for our American zip code, we need one fan from every state. Working on that. Thank you. And Iowa. Find us in Iowa. That's good. Where's the Hawkeyes? Where are the Jayhawks? You know, uh, I, I just have to say, we were talking with Robia about her um, uh, about her work on Buffy, and, and Wendy, I can't let this conversation go by without asking you about what it was like uh, working on one of my favorite TV shows of all time. What was it like being on Mad Men? Oh, again, that was season premiere. Those right. first two episodes. Ooh, that, those were good. Um, yeah. So... Again, I feel like I've been very lucky walking into, you know, these um, shows that, you know, I mean, listen, the cast, including John Hamm, I felt, in my opinion, were scared of Matthew Weiner. So there was such an element of Matthew would walk on the set and everybody would like just kind of get a little like frozen so it was a it was a really nice working experience um everybody was unbelievably polite except for the hairdresser i really didn't like him um he he cut my hair dry to my shoulders and i was like are you kidding me he literally pulled it out with i mean you men might not find this interesting but Roby, like literally, like if I were to take your hair right now and just put a pair of scissors and cut it to your shoulders, just in one clump, that was my hair. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe you just did that. I cannot believe you just did. Sorry, we're trying to park now. You're good to go. Yeah. We're, we're, um, but yeah. anyway, so no, I know, I doubt you're interested in my hair. Song no, I think that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, it was, a, I had a bit of a panic. Anyway. Um, but it was it was again it was like a it was it was a really fun day on on Mad Men I have to say but everybody seemed very scared of the boss I was like really like you guys are on the world's biggest hit show John Hamm you are a star and like they there was just an element of like oh my god he's the boss and like they you know were very aware of him his presence on the set um, very, yeah, totally. Um, and when you look back on the 90210 stuff, Wendy, I'm going to let you get out of here. Um, do you have fond memories of all of it? And do you think the work, the episodes still hold up? You just mentioned that you watched it or people recognize you all these years later. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think, I mean, I'd have to go back and watch it again. Um, yeah, I think it kind of, I mean, I think that that fish out of water story always works, right? Like right. it's, it's such a, it's just one of the quintessential storylines. So yeah, I do think it, it holds up. Um, and I mean, listen, I, I mean, a funny, you know, fun fact is that on the set, not in Malibu, in Van Nuys at the lot, there were these stray cat, the stray cat that had all these kittens and we all took them. I took one, Tori took one. Aww. I don't know if, if she, another cast member took them and these cats gave us all ringworm oh my god yes oh my god Uh, oh well medic i know that was that was like one of my like fun fact of behind the scenes uh, (laughs) i know what you want to know the hazards well, when, I want to thank you for joining us. I know you're traveling and whatnot. I'm all about gratitude these days. and I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for I, having me. This is fun. I also want to say, you know, uh, we're, uh, the fans have been, we're dying to have you here. So thank you for the time to come on. And you really brought something very special to the to the role. And, um, you know, I don't know if, you know, if somebody else came into that, it, you know, it, it, it definitely probably helped cool things down that you were so great and so wonderful on set. I'm just Oh, you're so nice. Thank you. I I don't know if I had anything to do with it, but I feel like it was I mean, I was I was timing was very lucky for me. It with with all sure. of that. And um a best to Michael and uh, will there be a cruel a cruel summer too? Do you know about that? There is definitely a cruel summer too. They don't know what it is going to be. Like that's right. 
that they have not picked up any casts options yet. They're so, also wonderful. I mean, I really, know it was really a special, special cast. Um, totally, and such a good show. So we hope, we yes. hope every actor hopes for a second season. So we've got a second season. We're just waiting to find season. out who's in it officially. Now here we have. We should have brought Darla and Jill back. I'm amazed we never brought these characters. Back. I know. I talked to you about that actually. Is it too, is it too late? Is it too late? It's a little it's late. Good. It's, it's not. Story it's, slam, no, we can bring it's, them back. It's, we can do it. We can do it as adults. What yeah, exactly. Because they both really brought a lot. I mean, really, it's very, very good stuff. Sex in the City is coming back. Nine hundred two one zero can come back. Well, totally. you know, exactly. the, interesting, the interesting thing, just with, about, well, about I'm just going to say goodbye. Right. Right. Bye, Wendy. Bye, Wendy. Bye, Wendy. Thank, you for being thank, thank you. Thank you. Much appreciate it. All right, go ahead. So just the last thing on the Minnesota part. You know, just the part about <laughs> Brenda getting told it's October, it's forty degrees, and it's raining. And, you know, and, and I remember like being told that having that happen and call my parents kind of glum on a Sunday and they're out on the golf course. It's 85 degrees. I mean, what am I? Okay. You know, so right I have there. to ask you guys, because I definitely thought Jill was set up to come back. Jason and I had awesome chemistry, which by the way, we added a lot more kissing in that was even written in. Did I, you know, know I rate the kisses. I, you know, I, I rate the kisses. There, there's I a few kisses, but we found places to just like have a couple extra kisses. But I thought the kisses oh, were really no. good in character though. I thought you really kept your kisses in character. You Thank kind of, you. you with never went all in with them. Yeah, yeah. Were there any uh, kisses out of character? character? Do you want to talk about that? Were there any kisses out of character? Oh, no, no, no. Because he actually had a girlfriend and I had a boyfriend at the time. That, so yeah, it was like free, sense. it was like free on set kisses. <laughs> right. Was your boyfriend on the set? No. Right. <laughs> no. All right so, so yeah, I'm kind of curious because so what happened is I really thought that Jill was gonna come back, but then all of a sudden that teacher storyline, I cannot think of her name. She's very good. Oh, at oh yeah, Lucinda. Dina Meyer. Yeah, Dina Yeah, Meyer. like so what happened? Why didn't you bring Jill back? Chuck it would have been your character payment. Were you guys even thinking about it or no? <laughs> character payment was kind of long. Check out the character payment. Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I, would, I just was so you know, cavalier back then. I didn't think of the important things, Larry. <laughs> um, the, but uh, no, you know, I, I have to be truthful, not. Um, and, and the reason being is that... Um, you know, we were, uh, these were the, the, like, these were the transitional shows yeah. and had to move forward and it had to be stories based around what was going on in the college. Yeah. And so the idea of, of, uh, being a TA to a professor and inadvertently betting his wife, uh, forgetting anything else you would have about the character and who she became and how she was played was, you know, more self-contained as a narrative. Yeah, and it um, affected other characters I'll too. I'll tell you yeah. the interesting thing, and and it it, it also goes back to the Minnesota because you know very quickly when when we have wonderful guest stars like yourself come on, it, you know the truth is we were writing and producing, so we were and we were not the set guys very often, so that you know we didn't have time to get to know our our guest cast or things like that. So I'm looking up everybody's credits. Well, who was this? Who was this? And the the um. The the other the other, the blonde the, the third one is Rachel True and and Wendy and the third one she had come off of being a a, a player in, in Parker Lewis can't lose, so I know exactly how her Odyssey worked because she'd been there she was approved by Fox she had the, the this look get right in there go to wardrobe you know you're available to us now but you're in the you'll work with Fox which at the time meant that your residual was lower. And CBS, then we had actors who didn't want to come over to Fox that liked CBS, NBC, and ABC because it was a it was a better you know payday. If if there was a conflict, we we had at least two um, leave us in the eleventh hour because something else had come up. But the the, the yeah, so, well, so, was that an acceptable answer? I, yeah, I understand. But my point being yeah. is that had you had an agent at that time, had you been in that part of your career yeah. saying, are you kidding? It was incredible chemistry. What are you doing exactly up there? Correct. You, exactly you correct. You, know, you didn't have that kind of pound that 
the people who are running those, or the people who are casting them or the casting people for the company or in my case mr spelling himself would be yeah. you know lobbied um yeah. you know that but then, but then but what did happen is that um mr spelling had me come in on another show i bet he did as as <laughs> as a regular and um but i wasn't right quite right for that character but then he just offered me a recurring so i had like a direct offer what and show is that that was rescue rescue 99 or rescue 77 something like that okay. it was so long ago it only went for one season rescue it was firefighters so i went in okay. for the lead they were like she looks too skinny to like lift people out of a burning building. Like, so they, you know, they were like, she's too small. So they hired like a big, like six foot two, you know, actress, but I played the love interest to the lead, oh. you know, to the good looking fire guy. So I, I was the nurse in the hospital. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, things segue people that watch the show, they don't understand these kind of things that you're talking about, you know, that. Well, that's why I wanted to bring yeah. it up. So that's, so that's important and why. And also now I'm learning doing these podcasts that Aaron would hog all the really interesting actors for himself. He wouldn't and, let me use them. And he would shoot them down. He would shoot them down and say, here, how about bring them? He'd shoot them down. I would. Yeah. Yeah, he would uh, he would stole he would he would keep keep things for himself. He'd say, now that girl does not too I don't like the curly hair. And then he'd, and then he'd her stagger. Else. No, oh, he cast, he cast her in something else in another show. He he'd deny her, he'd deny our show. I remember walking into his office though with that big like seventies rug, you know that that whole carpet and the pinball machine and the couch and that big white fluffy rug. <laughs> the couch held about 12, 15 people. Exactly, and it was, it was, it was loaded was with people. It was intense, man. And if you needed uh, a cigarette, they had it right there in the bowl. The like got in too much. Or a hot dog. Peanut butter and jelly. I was a smoker then too. I was a smoker at that time. Yeah, we were too. <laughs> Well, yeah. look at here. I mean, these are some uh, awesome things that you got to do, and you're looking incredible. Uh, by the way, everybody here in the um, in the chat is writing how incredible you look today, and mm. I would share those, but I would have to find all the comments. But they're thank saying, you, guys. I appreciate that. Beautiful well, things I, about you. There's one other Pete. There's one other thing though we got to go back to because look yeah. at that shot that you just put. That that those adoring eyes. Oh, I know. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to ask you the question. When you're dancing, how many? I mean, that was, you know, my wife and I, Karen, who popped in for a second there, uh, you know, just, both of us had this incredible experience uh, around, um, you know, a long time after he was already popular, near the end of his career, really, where we got to see Prince perform at the uh, Staples. And we're totally blown away that you go to, you're this old. And you're going to a concert. It's one of the best concerts you've ever seen. Mesmerizing so, day in, day out. I mean, we, we could have spent a lot of time. Like, I, you know, I, I can't get past that so much that you're looking at that adoring eyes. That had, wasn't that the whole vibe of the whole music scene that you were at for those of you being with Trump and being in touch with your your yourself and your flirtatious self Prince. and your yeah. performance self and all well, yeah you know i think that is a part of it being kind of sassy and you know edgy and being a dancer you know doing a lot of music videos all of that kind of brings that you know that part of you out um but yeah being with prince was just an extraordinary experience i mean that was he was looking for dancers for one music video and it wound up turning into all the music videos and the album cover and touring with him for those who might not know um he had an album in the 90s called diamonds and pearls yes. and he wound up you know hiring two girls diamond and pearl and i was the pearl half of that duo and so we basically were like his muses and you know on either side of him and all the shows and it was just you know we traveled around the world i danced on stage in front of sixty thousand people at a time and i gotta tell you you know every single night every night he would just blow you away he was so electric so yeah. tremendous um it was did you, it was did you do the super bowl were you on the super bowl show no that was that was after I, that was yeah. later than me yeah he had another set of girls at that point but that wasn't me I have, well, I, I have to say, because Larry brings it up, that one of my really close friends uh, ended up being the president of the NFL Network, mm. uh, someone I met at the University of Wisconsin. And he, um, when when they had the, the the wardrobe malfunction on the MTV with, with Janet Jackson, yes. my friend got to take it over and did it for 12 years. Amazing. So, so I asked wow. him, I asked him uh, which was the best experience? 
And Prince. no hesitation, Prince. Yeah. His oh, halftime no. show was one of the best shows also of all time. And it starts raining during Purple Rain. I oh, mean, amazing. Exactly. But, but let on. me tell you, let me tell you this that I know you'll you'll appreciate, Robia. Yeah. So Steve, being the president of the network and his his team, go to meet Prince before the you know the week before the concert, whatever it's going to be, and they go to his house. He, he in Truesdale or Truesdale adjacent. Yeah. And he comes in, and Prince is very gracious, and they're there to have dinner at his house. And because that's how Prince wanted to do it, the, my friend Steve was told. And he says, Prince says, would you like to hear our set for the show? And he says, sure. And Steve and his, his executive friends are led down a stairway to the basement where the entire orchestra and the entire band is there and they do the halftime show. So that was the most thrilling thing. Of I, I can't even say I'm surprised because that's so him. That's so <laughs> him. Yeah. I mean, we would be, we would just be hanging out at his house and he, like the cook would be making dinner and he would just sit down at the piano and just off the top of his head, just create this unbelievable masterpiece, jaw dropping, you know, 24 seven. So, so that was incredible. And it, it was, it was quite interesting, you know, to come from that and then to step into, you know, 90210. That was kind of, that was my transition into acting. It's, it's pretty I mean, cool. And comparatively, I mean, I know it's a, a totally different thing because Prince is so a megastar, but you know, Luke and, and Jason were heartthrob icons yeah. in, a different, in, a, in a different realm. I'm not yeah. trying to compare them to Prince by any means, but I mean, they, they to some people, you know, that might be a comparison. Um, so you, do seem to be surrounded by some of these huge iconic, you know, uh, people. And on what the point of, of mm -hmm. Luke Perry, I mean, did you get to do to, to work with him at all? Somebody asked your Michelle on Patreon wanted to know about, you know, uh, working with Luke Perry. And of course, we've lost Luke. And what were your experience? I know. I know. He was. Um, I had a very short time with Luke. It was just that couple of scenes where he comes into the house, the guys see each other, and. So there was that you know one group scene I think. Mm -hmm, uh, right. So I think it was just one day or two days that we were around each other. But again, really cool, you know, just easy. I loved his vibe. Um, yeah, I wish I'd had more more time to spend totally. with him. Yeah. Um, Mary, Mary, was Luke? Oh, what was this one question, Chuck? Was Luke uh, finishing up a movie? That's why he's not in the first episode unless for the till the last scene. Was he trying to? Was he finishing up something at that point? No, he was in there not to the last. He he came to the party and then he had something. He was at the peach. But he had a he had a plot. He had a no. In the, the, the in, in the first in the first in the first episode, he only shows he up and, at the end. He and Jenny, you know. Oh up yeah, they the had that whole thing with the French girl and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of French stuff going on. Yeah, was so, it a yeah. French girl? Yeah, Brigitte. Yeah, we were trying to find her because uh, I have to say she was gorgeous too. I mean, that was pretty crazy. I was well, I was rewatching it last night, and my daughter looked when that scene came up. She was like, "Mom, is that you?" And I said, "Oh no, no I'm this one. I'm this one." I know. Yeah. yeah. The French That's why girl. It was sometimes hard to believe that here's this high school boy, rich boy, sexually experienced boy in Europe, just fought with his girlfriend. She leaves, and he says, no, "I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep with her." It's like, okay, I understand for the the narrative where that works, but really, uh, yeah, you know. I was watching the episode with my wife last night, and she said that the French girl and uh, and and Dylan were definitely making fun of Kelly in 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 French, and oh, and yes, yes. <laughs> and Dylan said, "No, they, that we're not. It just gets lost in translation." So yeah. Dylan, Dylan was a little bit rough in this uh, in this episode. Yeah, you know, you get rejected from Berkeley. It's hard to rebound. Yeah, he was a little out of the box. You know, one other thing I wanted to say. This has nothing to do with Rory, but it's just I wanted Chuck to remember this. I because I, I always feel when you shoot a beach scene in our mind. The idea of living in Malibu, you're in your own beach. You don't have like all these extras like swarming all over the place, but the ADs always stock the damn shot up with extras. Like, who wants them there? Get rid of the extras. <laughs> I never understand that. Well, somebody asked, uh, you wanted to know about shooting down at the beach and what was that like? And then also, what did you think of uh, your costumes? That was Joanna. Oh, shooting down at the beach. Well, you know, being a California girl, I mean, who doesn't want to be in Malibu? So. Right. 
you know, I think I was kind of blessed. I come on to 90210 and I'm not on some soundstage. I get to like spend, I get to drive to Malibu every day and be out by the beach. So I loved that. Um, yeah, the swimsuits, I mean, you know, I, I, it's never, I, I don't love being in a bathing suit. I don't think anyone wants to like necessarily be in a bathing suit, but you know, being a dancer, you're, you get pretty comfortable with your body and that's just kind of part of it. So um, my wardrobe, I mean, you can definitely see that the show is dated, I think because of the wardrobe. I think a lot holds up, but when you see the wardrobe, you go, wow, there's some 90s action going on right there. <laughs> That's some 90s stuff. So. I mean, when I look at Shannon, though, in, in some of her 90s outfits, I'm like, that that shit works today. You know well, what I mean? It's back. It's yeah, back. Like, and that's like, what's so funny. 80s came back around, shoulder pads, 90s came back around. So you know, looking at some of the Shannon stuff. Like, oh, oh, this is yeah, this is grungy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lot totally of grungy good. Here. I know. Yeah, she always she always kind of like brought it. Kind of stuff. When it yeah, yeah, exactly. Molly, um, this was Molly Campbell's first shows too. Uh it was not, I'm pretty correct. Molly. I'm pretty sure of that because Diane Kennedy uh, I wonder if did this. I wonder we should ask Molly, did she get over feedback? Mr. Spelling, I don't think liked grunge at all. He didn't like rapping. Oh, yeah. Like and I remember he didn't want us to wear sunglasses. Oh, yeah. And, oh, this is what I remember. It was interesting. You know, so this is my first time acting, but I'm always like, my whole thing is sort of like authentic. Like I'm, I like to be, you know, as real as I can be. So in the scene where um, Jason sleeps over, but we just sleep, right? Uh, you know, I didn't have really any makeup on. And because I wanted to be like, I'm waking up in the morning. And I did think, you know, 90210 is a little much. Sometimes the girls woke up in the morning and they were full on, you know. Right. But what I found out was that Mr. Spelling wanted that. Like he yeah. didn't like natural. You know, right. he wanted the full makeup. So heightened, heightened reality. He wanted heightened reality. So this was, you know, my first foray in. I didn't really realize like, oh, I could wake up in the morning with lip gloss and like false lashes and look a little extra beautiful. But I went like nitty gritty. I went, you know, New York style. I went real, real baby. Well, on nice that note. You wonder why there wasn't a call. And that's why I didn't get called back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where was oh, the you did. you did, you were on the other, you were rescuing 77 people. I was. Our, I was our, our friend Chris with his fun questions wants to know for Jill Fleming, uh, did they give real pepper spray to use on Brandon? Yes, and after a few takes, he was crying. So no, of course not. <laughs> and for, but no, for, and for not, so none of it's real. None of what you saw, smoke and mirrors. None of it's real. And how much better is a New York bagel? Yeah, but to tap into Jill Fleming here and not you, <laughs> how would Jill Fleming answer that question? If, if what? The, if the bagel? Were, about the bagel, yeah. Oh, well, I, I mean, I can answer that. I think a New York bagel is totally better, just like New York pizza is better, because the water's different. That's what people need to understand, right? Thank you, Larry. Yeah, you the water's yeah. different. So the, the breads, the, it, you just cannot get it. It's, it's just different. I agree with you. It's well just done. different. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, though I would like to shout out this great place in uh, Pasadena, mm -hmm. U Street Pizza, that's doing New York style pizza in LA. And it's pretty fun. A lot of places say they have New York style pizza in LA, but is it really? <laughs> hey, Peter, one thing, uh, and Chuck, one thing we also did in these episodes, I forgot, this is the introduction of the Beach House. That's right. Uh, which, which was really pretty cool, uh, the way it all kind of came together. And, and, and our friend Catherine uh, Cannon playing Felice Martin is always so great. But I did think of a different scene we could have done. In, in, you know, when, when Brian's hiding in the bathroom and yes. goes into the shower. We could have been inside the shower, and and they can't stop Felice from getting in the bathroom. Oh, I would have loved it. We just yeah. hear we just hear Felice peeing basically <laughs> from Brian's point of view. It would have been a, we would have got away with it. it would have been oh, hilarious. hilarious. You know, it, it's just I brought Larry on to do my humor. <laughs> yeah, I've said this many times on this show. And clearly, you let me down. <laughs> I, I just thought of it. I mean, you know, it just occurred to me. Are we going to talk any Buffy? I know some people. Oh, yeah, oh, there we go. Mary wants to know about the, you know, your, I don't know if you realize that you're part of the great 90210 uh, Buffy bunch of crossovers. And what was it like working on Buffy? I guess. Oh, well, what were the what were the crossovers? Give me a few I, of those. I, Mary, you know? Mary, if you're around. Mary, pop those into the chat. Luke, I need to know what that's called. Emma Caulfield. Emma Caulfield. Yes. Luke, yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, Boy, I, I think also our, our our dear who uh, played uh, the star, uh, the single white female Tara. Tara. She also is in Buffy. You called her a stalker. I just. What's her, I know. I'm so sorry. She was <laughs> a nice stalker. Um, wait a second. Paige Moss. Paige Moss. Paige Moss was also. All right, I have to look. Also, I also, also one that's not been David Semmel directed an episode of. Uh, 
Yeah, Mary just wrote so many. So many. Okay, well, yeah, Buffy was, um, Buffy, when I went to audition for Buffy, it had not been on the air yet. So I did, I came in at the end of season one, the last episode of season one. So it hadn't been on the air. I didn't know what to expect, um, but I saw the script and the script was incredible. And my character was awesome. It was so well-written. And um, I remember, um, so so my scenes were with Giles, who's the older, you know, Anthony Head, Anthony Stewart Head, incredible English gentleman. So when I read the script and I see Giles, I know I'm a school teacher, but I don't know Giles is another teacher. I think he's one of my students. So when I'm reading the script and doing it, I'm speaking sort of uh, in a derogatory manner and, and in an authoritative manner to Giles thinking he's a kid. And then I go into the room and I'm reading with Anthony Head and I'm thinking like, like this doesn't compute, but I, I just kept the same take on it. I just kind of, you know, I just did the same exact um, vibe and they loved that. They loved that I was like, you know, treating him a little bit like, you know, a kid, like dirt, you know? So um, that was supposed to be just one episode. Mm -hmm. and, and they saw the chemistry guys. They saw the chemistry. Mm. Guys. <laughs> my career I was more seasoned and I guess I had some kind of pull because my one episode turned into three seasons there like you should have done on 9021 nicely done that's why you were two and we were four there our friend go. Mary B says uh Giles broke my heart in that last scene with you how did you yeah my death scene is that what she means my when, my passion passion was an incredible episode yeah heart-wrenching heart-wrenching scenes. We even yeah. be a little bit of the other shows here on this podcast as well. Hey, what about working with Ian? You, you, you have a lot of stuff with him in this too, right? Yep. He, yeah. I mean, I've only good things to say about all the guys. They were fun and funny and flirty. It was everything you'd want as a gal. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and uh, very cool stuff. Uh, I don't know that we have any more things. Um, is there anything else in the episode that we're missing that we should be talking about that happened here? We talked about the French girl. Oh, I mean, I thought the the the, the what happens with your with Jill Fleming is she had this really you know heavy thing yeah. that happened yeah. to her in New York, and so it's a fun character for sure. But there's something really deep in inside what had happened to her well you get a really good monologue in there basically i mean and you really have bring a lot of dignity to it and it, and it packs a punch thank you i was a little scared of that monologue because you know that there was it was rich and it was deep yeah. and you know this was my first time really on set and acting like that and and i do remember like you just don't realize when you're when you're really on camera you know uh, when you're watching TV, it looks one way, but when you're doing it, you just don't realize how many distractions and things happen. You know, I remember that scene and I remember being so like, oh, I want to connect with those emotions in the scene. And we go to shoot it. And I think the wine glass falls over and we have, okay, we have to stop. And then I would start going again. And then a plane comes overhead, like right at the right moment, like the mm -hmm. transition moment that we have to stop for the plane. And so all these things kept happening. It was like, Ugh. but I remember, you know, I was, I was like just working to get that emotion and, um, on one take, you know, I'm looking down and, and it's totally on me. It's a, it's a one shot on me. Jason is just off camera, just supporting me. And, and I look up at him and he has complete tears in his eyes because he was like completely there for me to get me yeah, in that. I, emotional I know it was pretty cool. I should say that pretty cool. cool. And yeah. so I, I, I remember that I've never have forgotten that, like how giving he was in that moment to help me you know, to get to that place. So, yeah. yeah that's great to well, hear. Well, it really was, it really was some brutal language. It really was a brutal thing that could happen to, to a woman, young woman in New York City at that yeah. time, anytime, yeah. anywhere, unfortunately. But certainly in that, not as expected in the 90s, even just downtown, but downtown was transitioning. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's very, um, I, I can understand, especially the way you delivered it. Oh, well, thank Jeff you. Melman, Jeff Melman the director, we, we should mention. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say we should mention Jeff Melman, the director, because he obviously, you know, worked with you on that, and, and yeah. you know, he was he's did what a number of nine or those. I just remember wanting to do that, like a little understated. You know, I, I didn't want to be just. I just wanted it to be subtle. 
you know, understated and subtle, but to still feel emotional. And I, and I have to say, what's one of the things you guys probably talk about this all the time and hear it all the time, but 90210 was cutting edge in terms of bringing issues on television. Like 90210. We're very proud of that. It really is incredible. Like you guys pioneered that things that were not talked about in television. So many issues. I mean, we could just name issue after issue after issue. So um, Chuck's middle name is issue. (laughs) <laughs> Currently working on an issue right now. Talking about things that people weren't talking about on television. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so very true. powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. largely from a especially pertaining to sexuality issues from a female yeah. point of view. So that yeah. was not also done that often. Yeah. I did have the impression the drinking thing was I'm going like, oh, they're drinking so much and they're 18 oh, years old. And going like, oh, this question. isn't playing so well for me. Well, I wanted to ask about that because, you know, Charles, you had done an episode years ago about Brandon crashing the car and the whole the whole thing. And now here we are into season four and they are drinking, they're partying. Was it a, was it purposeful to say, OK, we're, we're the, the kids are in college now. We're not going to we're not going there, you know. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the difference between that and the cake house? Exactly. You know? yeah. so, no, we opened, we opened yeah, it up. So we we were to, living yes, fast. To, so you had to go a little farther with, with, with all hedonism. You're moving to college where we were. So, yes, there would be. Uh, now, him drinking, I, I mean, I wondered about that, too. But it was only the, I mean, I can tell you why it was happening the way it was. It was staged the way it was, whether it was written that way or not. Is because you know Jason uh, would have wanted Brandon to be able to be someone who could have a drink, right? Right. Hold not not drink. be a boy. Whether it was written, time. whether it's intended, you know, it, it's, I know it's a very bit, little bit of minutia here, but I, mm-hmm. but I do feel that. Okay, so why would he have be having a drink right then? Well, because he knows he's a, he's an addict at that point. He's had it with gambling and he's had it with alcohol. And, and we but see the, him. The, the whole but, thing, but, thing is the little gambling too. Yeah, yeah but but the, yes, they were doing the gambling thing. Yeah. But right. the thing was, is he knew he wasn't driving anywhere. So maybe yeah. that's a little easier yeah. than to right. I'm trying to get into his that, head. No, that's fair. How did I let that happen? No, now, that's fair. That's yeah. a. But b is you know likely nobody knew. That went on in Malibu. Now I was there. I didn't, you know, and I was saying that we didn't really, our paths didn't cross. But I actually caught waves right in front of the house. Nice. And got out there and was talking with Jason and Luke. And it was one of my favorite days of all filming was mm-hmm. that first day. You know, uh, Brian was. I think Luke was there. It was Jason and, and and Ian and Brian, and we were just there. And you know, and I was, and you know, and me being in my forties and being. Um, being able to catch pretty well was played well with the guys. I think. Yeah, nicely done. Uh, Robia, are, are you still acting today? Are, are you working on it? You a- know, it's interesting. I had actually retired about, gosh, 15 some years ago. Mm. And now I do life coaching and speaking and uh, I'm an author. Uh, I have a book called Counterfeit Comforts. Uh, it's actually what you're talking about right now, about, you know, those things we turn to for comfort, like alcohol and cigarettes and, and food, especially. I do that for women, you know, turn to those comforts and they become addictions. So I help people really um, kind of heal from those those areas uh, with a spiritual with a spiritual bent. Um, so, yeah, I, I had left acting really honestly, had no intention of ever going back. I, uh, I was pretty much done. But uh, it kind of called me, you know, it called me back. And just a couple years ago, um, I wound up being introduced to a director, a couple directors, and they um, shared their script with me and invited me to be part of their movie. It's called Unplanned. So that was in theaters a couple years ago. Um, I did that. And then I just wrapped another film called Pulled from Darkness, which will be out at the end of the year. And uh, I did a, it all just kind of came back in the last two years. So I'm, I'm back. I'm back in it. I, um, Amazing. I, I did a TV show called Vindication, which just got picked up by uh, a company called Pure Flix, which is like the more conservative, family friendly version of Netflix. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it's on Pure Flix. So it's Vindication. It's a cool show, kind of like a cop drama. Nice. And uh, and then I just got offered another film just this week that I'm I'm gonna shoot at the well, end I'm of the year. I'm not surprised. Well, you know, I feel like singing "Welcome Back, Connor" to you, but uh, yeah. I don't want to. Well, that's that's well, fabulous. Well, I'm so glad to hear it. Well, no, you're so very talented, it. and it's good. 
Well, thank stuff. you. I mean, that area has been dormant for so long, you right, know, exactly. so, so I it's just really just... cool that like those gifts that were in there that I was using in another way, you know, now they're kind of coming back to the surface in this arena. So it's just, uh, I'm very excited about it to be back. I, I can't believe it, honestly, but it's been pretty cool. Zara, our friend says, we love you, Robia. So oh, thank you, my dear. Cool. Thank you. Um, how can people find out about you and what you're up to? And that's coming up here in the chat. Awesome. Channel. You can find me on my website, which is robiascott.com. I'm no longer Lamort, as a lot of you know me as Lamort. That was my maiden name, but I'm married with a baby, got a 10-year-old. Um, so robiascott.com. And then also you can find me on Facebook, Robia Scott, Instagram, Robia Scott. Amazing. Yeah. Well, again, I'm all about gratitude. I just want to say you brought so much to this character and the fans are, we're so excited to have you here. And um, as a New Yorker or a New Jerseyer, uh, I don't know if that's a thing, but uh, just really authenticity was all, what it was all about. And it seems like you're doing some really amazing things now uh, with the, with some more purpose. So thank you so much for- Thank you, here. Pete. Thank you. Thank yeah, you guys. What an you. honor to see you again after all these years. I mean, that's yeah. just, that's good just crazy. Good oh, luck in all things. Here. All right. Thank all you right. Thanks. Thanks, thanks so much. Again, right. I want to just quickly say uh, to send me that video about Shannon. We're going to say goodbye to Rubio. And uh, so just if you want Shannon on the show, we're going to put a little video together. We're going to send it off to her people. And uh, so email me your clip or DM me your clip and I'll add it to it. Now, here's the schedule. We just did the girl from New York, which was 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 amazing. Yeah. Next week we got we're doing Love Hurts with our buddy David Bowe, Garrett Sland, and we've got Lenny. Oh, too. Tracy Frame. Oh, cool. Lenny's Lenny okay. Yeah, and then uh, Larry and I are going to be doing the doing Ginger. Hey, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yes, Ginger. Yes. Please from... Donovan, and then of course on August seventeenth. Kelly Taylor with Jenny Garth. So we've got a That's a Tuesday also, isn't it? It is a Tuesday that week, yes, because of a conflict on a Wednesday. But yes. All right. Thank you so much, guys. This has been a fun one. We're heading off to the other side. And uh, we will see you all next week. Bye-bye.